Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 276th episode of the Quarantine Cast, recorded on May 5th, 2021. Happy Cinco de Mayo to all celebrating. Yeah. Did... Andrew, I remember you mentioning a while ago that you watched the movie Spirited Away as it was intended on an original Xbox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did, did you have any opinions or hot takes on that movie? Because I got, I got some weird feelings on that movie. I think it's like other Miyazaki movies where it's just like, wow, this is really beautiful and there's some interesting stuff. The... English dub sucks. <laughs> like I, I don't, I don't know what the original Japanese sounds like, but I know that the the at least the English voice actors, there's a lot of just yelling when it doesn't really seem like it matches what's going on. And also, like most Miyazaki movies, are really fucked up yeah. films that are like presented as consumable for children, but then. You watch it and you're like, I don't want children to watch this. It's like, so I haven't watched Amazon's Invincible, uh-huh. the Robert Kirkman superhero cartoon. Yeah. But for some reason, YouTube keeps doing this thing where every, like the day after the episodes release, I get tons of like clips from yeah. that show recommended to me. So I feel like I've watched most of the show. Mm-hmm. That is a show that is colorful and presented at least early on as a show meant for kids. Yep. It's like, oh, wow, like this is a, like a, it's a colorful superhero cartoon and it like pokes fun a little bit at the superhero genre. The violence is so unrelentingly brutal and gory that like I, if I saw this and I was younger than 12, <laughs> I don't know if I'd ever recover. I, yeah, I was going to say Spirited Away, some of those older Miyazaki movies, definitely pioneers in the, this is a children's show made for adults genre. Yeah, um, yeah that is as a fucked up movie in a way that I think I was maybe 10 when I first saw Spirited Away and I'm like, mm, nope, not liking it. Uh, yeah. But then I was 13 when I saw Princess Momonoke and I was also like, Still don't think I'm liking this, but I don't know. This weird wolf girl just being a dick to this guy. That's kind of cool. All right. Yeah. I saw Princess Mononoke for the first time when I was like 21. Uh-huh. And my thoughts on it were like, I like this. It's good. But there's a lot of stuff in here that's really screwed up. Yep. And like this is this is an incessantly mature movie. Yeah that is drawn and presented in a way that it, it just those things don't mesh mm-hmm. i know that's stupid because cartoons don't inherently just mean for children but it's it's like such a pretty colorful yeah art style that when you see it and it makes you it disarms you is what it does yeah it it really breaks down any sort of like adult barriers in your brain and then it just keeps fucking wailing on you with the mature <laughs> themes and the violence and all that kind of stuff and it just it doesn't work um i'm glad you bring up invincible though do you have like any desire to watch that after after watching the first two seasons uh the first two seasons of the boys because 
I for whatever reason, well, they're both made by Amazon, but there's a lot of cross pollination uh, I'm picking up on between those two fandoms. Uh, between, um, I'm sorry, can you re- repeat that? Between the boys message. and Invincible. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, so they're both very gory shows with a lot of uh, mature language mm-hmm. in it, and they're adult superhero shows that kind of are meant to undercut the idea of, you know, the DC or Marvel universes. And much like the boys, they do that by basically just making the Justice League, but changing the names and some of the costumes and stuff like that, like Omni-Man in Invincible. Right. And uh, Homelander are in, in the boys are both so clearly Superman. Yes. It's it. And then, you know, they, they have a stand-in for Wonder Woman. They have a stand-in for Batman. They have a stand-in for uh, Aquaman and all that shit. And they both go out of their way to, like, make fun of the uh, the Batman stand-in by just talking <laughs> about how, like, fucked up and weird it is. Um, but spoiler alert, the first episode of Invincible ends with Omni-Man, the superhero stand-in, murdering the fuck out of the Justice League. brutally like crushing skulls and brains flying everywhere and smashing people into others so that they like are cut in half and shit just just horrific stuff and which i guess it's kind of my understanding some people were surprised by this people who hadn't read the comic were kind of surprised by this to which i say this is a buff dude played by jk simmons of course he is evil come on read a book the thing is, is that, I and like I said, I haven't seen the whole show, but I've seen a lot of each episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From what I can tell, the first episode of the show is presented up until the end, like it's not a mature show. Oh, there's not there's not a lot of brutal language or violence or gore or anything like that, and then that happens. I guess. Because I I didn't I didn't see anything about the show being like mm-hmm. a rated R show or anything like that, and then I saw that clip. Yeah, and I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I if and that's why I had no interest getting into the show initially because I watched that first trailer and it really sold the idea of, "Whoa, wacky teenage superhero adventures." When's he gonna figure out how to control his powers? And like, yeah, I'm not. Seems like that's been done to death. But it's definitely not that. Yeah. <laughs> Which almost seems irresponsible. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, there is definitely an eight-year-old who saw that, who thought, my parents have Amazon, I can just watch this. And then fucking way, way deeper in the pool than they ever expected yeah. to get. Pretty good uh, voice cast, too, if I can tell. I mean, like, J.K. Simmons, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oscar nominee Steven Yoon right as the voice of Invincible. Uh, it, it's no fair that he can play any age. Yeah, I know. <laughs> in, in Final Space, he's playing like a like a twelve year old cat. Yeah. Uh, in Invincible, he's like sixteen or seventeen, and then yeah, in real life, he's like I gotta say in his thirties, right? I, late thirties by now, right? Yeah. Um. I will say that Invincible has a scene in it that I just enjoyed immensely where one of 
the superhero members of the Justice League that's murdered at the end of the first episode. He's the immortal. That's what he is. His oh. name is the immortal. And he's like super strong. He can fly around. He's oh, like okay. a lot like Omni-Man. But he's also like 3,000 years old and can't die. Mm-hmm. Um, so Omni-Man cuts his head off. And then people dig up his body and try to like enslave him. They're like, oh, we can. he's the immortal. We can bring him back to life. They like attach his head to his shoulders and they're like, eventually he'll just come back to life and then we can control him. And he does come back to life and he's he's totally fine. He's not like a zombie or anything. That's his thing is that when he dies, he will eventually find a way to come back to life. Okay. And he's just screaming. <laughs> he gets up and he's like, ah, where the fuck is Omni-Man? Where is he? And he just like flies through the wall and he's like flying around. He's like, where is he? And then he finds him and just kicks the shit out of him. Yeah. Screaming the whole time. He's like, you fucking killed me. I, you dick. Did Omni-Man not have a, a contingency for that? I don't think he knew. Oh, okay. I, I'm sorry. I, I thought his deal was like, his superhero name was Immortal or something. Or I like, mean, his superhero name is Immortal. Oh. But, and, and he's like, because I'm 3,000 years old, but nobody knows who he is or where he came from. He was also Abraham Lincoln, I guess. Like, he, he was Abraham Lincoln, and then Abraham Lincoln got shot in the back of the head, and then eventually he just came back to life. But nobody knows any of that. Oh, so this so is... So Omni-Man just thought, like, oh, I can cut off his head. He'll be dead. But oh, okay. No. So this isn't, like, Chainsaw Man rules of immortality. This is, like, he's going to find a way to reincarnate rules of immortality. Okay. No, like, his... Oh, huh. Like, so they... Att- they the people that... Uh, run the superhero whatever like the government people that run the superhero league or Mm -hmm. whatever it's called they thought they would be able to bring him back to life they put his head back on his shoulders couldn't make it work they're like okay he's dead let's bury him uh and then eventually later he was able to kind of work it out because he's also killed again by omni-man and like the last scene of the show is they like again stitch him back together and then, like, they, like, open his eyeball and his eyes are dilating. They're like, yeah, he's close. He's he's on his way. He'll be back alive soon, however long that takes. Okay, so this is, in this world, Abraham Lincoln publicly died, but secretly became a superhero. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. Got Fun. That's dumb and fun. I love yeah, it. No, like, yeah, the whole, the whole show was really stupid, but, like, right. smart. Yeah. Makes sense to me. Sure. Immortal guy. Put his head back on. He'll figure it out eventually. All right. That was like the big thing I had for an opener. What's going on in news? Anything cool? Anything fun? Or is it all just depressing? I mean, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tons more stuff about the Aaron Rodgers situation that just keeps muddying the waters. No one really knows what's true anymore. Uh, there's reports that Aaron Rodgers knew like a year ago he was going to do this. Mm -hmm. And so he told all of the like Packers free agents, I'm not going to be around next year. So make your contract negotiations like fit accordingly. Yeah. And so like the Packers then tried to get as many people to sign back as they could because they're like, oh, one... One more time, let's run it back with Aaron Rodgers and the crew. And Aaron Rodgers is like, no, I'm I'm gone. Uh, I, it, so, 
like actively trying to get his teammates to like not resign with his with the team so that maybe oh. they could end up on the same team later on a different team. I okay, I think we are just fully hitting TMZ levels of gossip reporting. Yeah, no, at exactly. This point. That's right. the thing. No, some of this stuff has to be real, but we can't tell what is real and what is like put out by the team because mm-hmm. like there's some speculation that some of those early reports were put out by the Packers, not by Rodgers' team. This is Pat McAfee was talking about on a show today that what he's been hearing is that the the way that it was presented initially is, man, the Packers have been working with him for so long, trying to get an extension. He's just not budging, and then he says he's going to retire and that he doesn't give a shit about anyone, and he's Dr. Evil and all that kind of stuff yeah. as a way to try to bring public opinion into their favor so that when they trade him or if they trade him, they don't get just like totally destroyed Mm -hmm. to maybe try to like save the locker room and put it back on their side. Um, Again, that is also all speculation. Most likely, I think Aaron Rodgers and his team leaked that that information as a way to kind of get back at the team on draft night and, you know, maybe, maybe pressure them to do one of two things to like try to give them a new deal or to, you know, draft players that he wanted. Um, but in all likelihood, it was probably just a, a move to try to get them to trade him while while the teams had the ammo to go get him. But it's it's really hard to tell. It's really, mm-hmm. really hard. I So a fo- uh, football question I have for you that was poised to me on a pod, uh, not this podcast, a different podcast that I listened to, uh, Waypoint Radio. Fantastic. People listening Go check it out and then tell people in the comments of that to come listen to us. Uh, go do that. Um, you know how the Packers-Bears rivalry, one of like the historic football rivalries? Mm-hmm. Is it anymore? I would say so. I mean, I mean, you, you look at um, historically how those games have gone. Mm-hmm. Like we, the Packers are just over 500. In, in games against the Bears. And for a long time, we were way behind. Right. It wasn't until, like, the Favre era, basically, that we just started kicking the shit out of the Bears. Yeah. The, pro- the big problem with the Bears is that they haven't been able to get a quarterback mm-hmm. that has been able to stick around long-term in decades. I, whether um, Right, and for a variety of seemingly unrelated reasons. Yeah. To the point yeah. where it's almost like... Oh shit! These quarterbacks are going to die going to the Bears now. This is their yeah, last think, gasp. All right. Yeah, exactly. And I, I personally think that the Bears made a really, really good decision with the quarterback that they drafted this year. They traded up in the first round and got Justin Fields. He was one of my favorite quarterbacks this year. I think he's going to be really good mm-hmm. if they can just make the rest of the team work well enough. I think the Bears will be good. And the problem with us now is there's a chance that the Bears are about to be good <laughs> and we're potentially losing Aaron Rodgers and are on the downswing. So we're really, really counting on Jordan Love being as good as the Packers hope that he is going to be. It's no guarantee. Okay. It'd be really, really hilarious if Jordan Love just, yeah, turns into the next Aaron Rodgers and the Bears just keep getting destroyed. But yeah, no, it's definitely still a rivalry. I, I would say... The last 10 years, Minnesota has been 
better than the other two teams in the NFC North. Mm-hmm. The, the Lions have been the worst by far. The Bears have had moments where they've been good and moments where they've been really bad. And the Vikings have, for the most part, been pretty solid. Right. Like, they've they've given us a good run for the money. I don't remember what the record is between the Vikings and the Packers, but, like, a game against the Vikings is always competitive. It can go either way. Um, what people have kind of said is that people on the teams, you know, like, when they consider who's a rival and who's not, the Bears definitely consider the Packers their, like, blood rivals or whatever and the packers don't care about the bears that much but the lions and the packers all fucking hate each other like like it's legitimate huh. animosity between the players like the lions and the packers even though the lions are by far the least competitive of any yeah of the teams in they're the division, not like those those games are always rough and brutal and uh, oh pe- okay. people get into fights and uh the Lions have actually put up a good fight. They've, you know, they've beaten us a couple of times in the last few years, um, but the team as a whole usually is really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those those games, Packers versus Lions, are always kind of a shit show. Yeah, I was just, I don't know, I was just thinking that like beating the Bears now, it, it's not, it's the not Bears won the division two years ago. Okay, fair. The the Bears have gone to the playoffs two of the last three years. I just. I don't know. I, I I don't see the same fervor when the Packers beat the Bears uh, as I saw during the five years when I was a kid. I, maybe that's just from me living in Chicago for the past three years. Yeah. But, but then also it's like in Chicago, it's like, oh, man, maybe this is a year. Maybe this is a year we beat the Packers. Like it's not people not in Chicago. We, yeah. People in Chicago They're, aren't measuring success by like, oh, we're going to get to the playoffs this year. I know it. It's. We're just going to beat this one team that's kind of close by, and that's a winning season. I mean, that's the thing, though, is that you can't win the division without beating the Packers. And for the most part, the Packers have had a pretty easy time of winning Mm -hmm. the division. So all those other teams, their goal has been to be better than the Packers because that's their only chance to, like, get into the playoffs and and have a a successful run. Uh, And it just, for the most part, hasn't worked out. There was that one year that the Vikings won the division, one year that the Bears won the division, and then the Packers of, of the last, you know, we play our division rivals six times a year. We're 11 and, and one against the NFC North in the last two years under Matt LaFleur. Like it just has not been a competition. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anything's up in the air now. Aaron Rodgers leaves. Who knows how good this team is? A team's only as good as their quarterback for the most part. You can have a solid roster and be a good enough team to maybe get to the playoffs, but you can't win consistently without a really good quarterback. Yeah. The Colts did that last year. They had Phillip Rivers as their quarterback, and they got to the playoffs, and then they just kind of died because they had a really good team, and Phillip Rivers was just okay. And it's what happened with the Bears uh, two or three years ago. That defense was so dominant. They won the division. They got to the playoffs, and they got beat by... Philadelphia when they really shouldn't have because they don't they didn't have a quarterback. Mitchell Trubisky was bad. I and to an extent this is something that was kind of proved out uh, with the Patriots with Tom Brady leaving. I'm not I'm not complimenting Tom Brady like Tom Brady is a fucking right wing test tube baby of a human being. I don't know if test tube baby is an insult, but I'm calling him that right now. That feels yeah. right. Um, and like yeah, they had I'm not insulting this player by any means they had a less great quarterback filling that role 
and for the longest time it was the Patriots are designed in a way where they're gonna they're gonna do well no matter who's in the quarterback position supposedly and they didn't and that might just yeah. be bad luck but yeah fuck. I mean I don't want to t- turn this into just a bunch of the two of us slamming on Tom Brady because neither of us like him yeah we can turn but, it into that man yeah I, I know slam I mean, Tom Brady all day but there was more stuff that was going on with the Patriots than just right. Tom Brady leaving. Um, half their defense, like the reason that they had been so dominant the last couple of years, you can say part of it was Tom Brady. You want to argue that or not? Like, yeah, their offense was at least good enough with Tom Brady, but their defense was so unbelievably dominant. Mm-hmm. And half their defense opted out of the season last year. And then two of their offensive line starters opted out. One of them had like blood clot issues and they had to like be away from the team for most of the season. And then Cam Newton did not fit their offense. And he was also, he had been out for like almost two straight years with injuries. And so he just couldn't really play anymore. And then he got COVID (laughs) and had to be gone for a couple of weeks. And then just wasn't, they were never able to get it going. Right. Um, yeah, all of their skill position players were hurt. Um, they didn't have any money to sign any free agents. This year, though, they spent more money in free agency than any team in NFL history. <laughs> they built a new <laughs> team. Like, they very well might be good again. They also might be bad because it's a completely different team than it was two years ago. There's like a handful of people that are still around and going to be starters, and that's it. So, what? who knows? And And yeah... Tom Brady leaving and then being really good in Tampa Bay definitely hurt the Patriots. And Tom Brady was really good in Tampa Bay. I'll say that. (laughs) The Patriots, the ship of Theseus of football teams. Yeah. All right. On that, I think we are due for a clap sync and move on to the wacky post roll. So we missed this by a day, but I would be remiss if I didn't mention that it was Star Wars Day yesterday, May the 4th. Uh, Um, Star Wars Day doesn't mean anything now that there are Star Wars movies and TV shows and Star Wars fans constantly making an ass of themselves again. So, yeah, we can we can stop letting that be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So another Albert Einstein quote on time.is. What what are they doing over there? Life is like riding a bicycle. To keep your balance, you must keep moving. Okay. <laughs> I, I uh no, what? I I don't think that metaphor worked. I okay. Okay. I mean it it, it works. How does it not work? What is, what does keeping your balance in life mean? Like staying I centered? Just, to, I think it just means to like not fall over, to not crash and fuck up. Oh. In that case, no, it really does. If you don't want to fuck up in life, you need to like prepare and take time and just like, all right, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to no, focus on No, it means like just no. chugging along. He doesn't okay. mean like, yeah, just like rush full ahead. 
This means like, you know, you got to keep going. Don't don't give up. On my run yesterday, I did see uh, two people like speed biking. They mm-hmm. full on like the the suits and the like aerodynamic helmet. Is that the only sport that encourages just the worst posture? I realize that you're just like hunched into it when you're on a bike cranking as fast as you can. Yeah, you're really turtled up. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah. Yeah. maybe like luge or something. Oh, okay. So you're like actually just you got your whole body curled up into a ball. It. <laughs> Or I think a bobsled. Is luge where you lay on your back? Yeah, I don't know. Although I do think it's weird that there are two Olympic caliber sports that are just based on leaning. That's weird. A little bit. No offense, men, but I... No offense, men, is that what you just said? (laughs) No No offense, meant. Oh, okay. Hard T. They're like, hey, I don't mean to offend the guys out there, but your sports are just leaning. I'm sorry, cool runnings guys. You're cool. I'm sorry. Uh, I guess bobsled is coordinated leaning. Maybe that's a thing. I don't know. Winter Winter Olympics are such a spectrum of odd odd event, and then oh hey, basketball. Real? Nope, not gonna say real sport. Basket basketball is not a Winter Olympic sport. Really? I thought that was it's, in the winter. No, it's a Summer Olympic sport. Then what? Just because, just because high school basketball is played as a winter sport doesn't mean that the whole world sees it that way. Huh. Weird. Weird to me. Yeah, I completely framed that around high school when high school basketball happens. Yeah, basketball at the Summer Olympics has been a sport consistently... Uh, since 1936 huh it, and that was the summer year yeah it says basketball at the summer olympics i guess god i wish i knew the nba better does summer correlate uh, correlate more with the nba's the u.s nba's off season typically yeah oh, okay that makes um sense. last season was weird because of the way they had to like change the season with covid and the bubble mm-hmm. and then this season um as well because they had to start much later than they usually do they didn't start until like at the end of december is when this basketball season started and and the the playoffs are going to be kind of in the summer um yeah i think i think the playoffs start in june this year but usually the playoffs are wrapping up in june okay um i remember a couple years back jade and i went and visited ryan and ian in california and we were there like the first week of or the last week of May, first week of June, and we watched the NBA finals. Um, so that's usually when it's wrapping up. Hmm. But the, the playoffs don't really start for another couple of weeks. And the playoffs last for a while. That's fair. I <laughs> a little bit of a tangent, but did you hear about the uh twenty two year old marathon runner in the UK who accidentally qualified for the olympics no he i i i think uh one of the 
I think the club, the running club he was in was like sponsoring some runners and he was kind of participating as like a pace runner. And mm. then, yeah, just keeping time. And then he got to like four or five miles out and just went for it. Just like broke ahead, got sub five minute miles Jesus. the rest of the way. And yeah, got first place and then uh, was under the Olympic qualifying time by like 30 seconds. Shit. Yeah. That's cool. I know that those uh, trials are going on right now. Oh, so, yeah. Huh. Uh, DK Metcalf, the wide receiver from uh, <laughs> Seattle, is like competing to be in the U.S. Olympics 100-meter dash, even though he's fucking huge. He's like right. 6'5", 230 or something like that. Okay. Uh, but he's also one of the fastest guys in the NFL, so... I- why not go, go, go for, for it. it yeah no. that i would be very okay if that's what the olympics becomes in u.s culture just like this thing professional athletes do as a hobby because they can it's rad yeah <laughs> i will do other sports for fun yeah two olympic uh two two super bowl rings and a silver medal in the olympics why not all right thank you all so much for listening to the 276th episode of the quarantine cast if you like what you heard be sure to like comment subscribe check us out on instagram and youtube for highlight clips um check us out on patreon if you want to help keep the show going otherwise act blue link in the description down below if you want to help a collection of great causes follow us on twitter at v2 underscore podcast for updates and follow me at lucas Ryder on twitter to keep up with all of my writing Thank you all so much for listening, and good luck out there.